Daniel Talley or Tom Kenny. Henry, remember in this week's name. episode of Cape Crisis. Hello and welcome. This is a professional episode. It's not because you don't have our sound effects yet. So you belch it in place of that. Yeah. And I'm Henry Gilbert. That's H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. And I'm here with the regular buddies of mine, Chris, Christopher Antista. And <laughs> Mr. Show for Asshole. And Brad, Brad Elston. Brad, 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 Brad Elston. <laughs> this is uh, Brett, Brad, Brett Elston. Mm-hmm. It should have been Brett, Brad Elston. Yeah, whatever. That's where the sound effects used to come in, this Deep. little thing oh, right here. You can plug them into your phone, you, you know. Charge it my tongue. Ah, why Ooh. would you? Do? All right, you're right. I can plug it into my phone. And so <laughs> oh, should yeah. we? Should no. you though? Hey, no. Can I, I say shouldn't. really quick? I'll. De- I just want to derail everything really fast. Okay. Well, All right. Well, sure. Okay. Why not? Right. Immediately. Yeah. So I had a lot of things I wanted to say about newsroom. <laughs> this is <laughs> slowing down. <laughs> ah, this is priceless. Classic Cape Crisis. Some, here, right? It was pretty scary up there, but <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Nope, nope, nope. That's, oh, that, that's, that's not a good one. Hang on, here we go. All right. Oh, that's my degree in nuclear physics. I'm sure you all have one. Oh yeah, Carl and I each have a master. <laughs> of course, old Homer. He didn't need a degree. He just showed up the day they opened the plant. <laughs> I didn't even know what a nuclear panner plant was. <laughs> uh, uh, and it uh, just keeps going because uh, sensitive camera. Uh-huh. Well, let's turn it on. <laughs> now this technology is new to me, but I am pretty sure that's Homer Simpson in the oven, rotating slowly. His body temperature has risen to over 400 degrees. He's literally stewing in his own juices. Basically, Simpson's IG is uh, the greatest. The greatest Instagram, Instagram account of all. I like that Homer in that in that last clip. You can see him like holding his head in his hands for just a second before it zooms in. Uh, they also, though, as a uh, so my. Nerdy comic book continuity-ness came mm-hmm. out even the first time when I watched that uh, that scene from the uh, grimy episode because Homer, they say, like, oh, Homer just showed up at the plant. Like, no, he didn't. Yeah. He was hired he, under Operation Bootstrap. Yeah, he was hired under Operation Bootstrap after he yelled at Burns and said that he would be the perfect uh, lackey and then he got hired back to be safety inspector because he was going he was on a safety kick that after getting fired a Henry Gilbert correction yeah wow oh, that's nice. my ringtone it's DC other ringtone <laughs> classic I it's actually kind of got Wiki Parez in real life recently oh really were you watching thing. a current affair no he uh what was it? We were talking. Oh, we were talking about the Monster Mash and how it's. Uh, well, first off, it's a graveyard smash. But second, <laughs> Monster Mash has uh, talk, uh, Dracula and his son. Do, 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 do. And then I said, "Well, Dracula doesn't have a son." And then my reporters was like, "Hello, Alucard, the son of Dracula." That was the second book, and I was like, "Wow, you wiki parsed me. Nice over aim here." That's Wait, Alucard was in the books? We already confirmed it. Alucard is from, like, inspired by the book Son of Dracula. I don't think he was called Alucard oh, okay. in the book. okay. That's why but... I was like, no, he wasn't. But Alucard, like, kind of springs right. from okay. that. Yeah. He's going through my phone's custom <laughs> ringtones. Yeah. <clears throat> so they bestowed on me fabulous is Halloween power. Over yet? No, I wanted to talk about a comic book-related oh, Halloween memory. I want to play my memory. ringtone. What? 
It's an otter ringtone. Jesus. It's not Christmas time yet, Chris. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm done, done. But I did want to talk about a comic book or a comic strip related. Sound like, sound like a great Go Team song. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about a comic strip related uh, thing I watched recently for the first time in a long time. A what? The Garfield Halloween Adventure. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that a lot as a kid. With the I, pirate ghost? Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that fucking pirate ghost. Yeah. Like, it scarred me as a kid. Yeah, I remember being, I I remember being fairly scared, uh, fi- finding it scary. I thought about it recently because the uh, last night I was reading on the Onion AV Club, like, they did a review of it, and... Very I, it, original. Begins <laughs> the, Onion AV Began Club. the most interesting story of the podcast. <laughs> I know, it's just... <laughs> It, it was just so weird that you like it. It starts off. I just remember it starts off as just like a goofy Garfield yeah. adventure, mm-hmm. and then like in the last ten minutes, it turns into horrifying, yeah. like, scary that, stuff. I still in my mind have that image of when Garfield and Odie are running down the plank, like the boardwalk, uh-huh. towards their boat, mm-hmm. and they turn around and look at the ghost chasing yep. them. And that shot uh-huh. of the ghost chasing them bothered me for so long. I, that, yeah, yeah I, but uh, it was it was the special bad. No, it's not bad. That's it's good. Like, I was well animated. I was. And, it was falling upon deaf ears, as it should. When I was last year, I was like, "No, no the Garfield Christmas special is really good." And evidence I don't that disagree Jim, with Jim you Davis on that. used to try because he's writing all of these alone. Yeah, he wrote the. He is the credited only writer on the Halloween special as well. well I also had uh, a little after that. Ooh, ooh. There was a Garfield Halloween book that I had that was like. Mm. This art style that you never see Garfield. It's like the same Garfield art, but imagine like <clears throat> way more color yeah, and, and yeah. shadows and variation. And it's about a giant bug. Hmm. And then there's there, the giant bug gets loose in their house, but there's this like last page. And it had one of these gigantic thorax bodies, right? And the last page is they've smashed the bug. Mm. And mm. they drew what it would look like if you smashed a bug the size of like a horse. And it's like just <laughs> guts and legs everywhere, Ugh. and I'm like, this seems too Sweet. graphic. Yeah, I as a kid, I had a Garfield one that was it was um, I think it was also a special where Garfield was a hard boiled uh, Philip Marlowe style detective. Did you guys have that one? What? Was, no? no, I liked it. I was I liked a detective noir at the time, but. Uh, yeah, that one was that uh, Halloween special was always next to the Peanuts one mm-hmm. on TV each year, and then you had the Peanuts one, which was just like mocking childhood and, and uh, wow. how sad it was to get rocks. But the the Garfield one, though, also the Garfield one starts off so weird because like <laughs> they just decide they're going to go trick or treating, and then John's like, "Well, you guys have fun trick or treating." Like he's he's watching his pets put on <laughs> costumes, and then like. Well, I guess my pets are going out by themselves to get candy. I've, I've See destroyed, you later. I've destroyed the world we've created. That's what the comedy <laughs> dictates. I'll, we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, in the new release segment to our Garfield Carding, which hits iPhone and PC this week. <laughs> um, but all right, comics we read. Reading. Ah. Uh, I, I, I actually right. just started reading Long Halloween, and mm. it's... A good time to start. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's, you know, I'm like in New Year's now. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's still fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's no. one of my favorite. You hear a lot. Read this old Batman story, and some of them are like, "That seems like a Batman story." Or this this paved the way uh, for what Batman is now. I don't mm-hmm. recognize it as a milestone. Whereas Long Halloween is just a fucking interesting Batman story. It's a really yeah. great Batman story, but you also can see the stuff in it, like oh, Christopher Nolan. There's a couple internalized of internalized a lot of directly this. lifted Nolan lines yeah, in there. Yeah. 
Well, and then just to see, like, pretty much all of uh, the Harry Har- Harvey, not Harry mm-hmm. Dent, Harvey Dent uh, stuff in in Dark Knight is pretty much taken just from. Just that scene Long of them like Halloween. burning all of the mobsters' piles of money mm. is so similar to what the Joker does in Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. But it's done by Batman and Harvey Dent. <laughs> no, that uh, yeah. There's it's a lot like of the great... same warehouse. I don't know. Just it is weird how much was lifted. There's a lot of great moments in that. My my biggest issue with it at the time was that I like it's ninety six. It's very ninety eight. I think Mm. closer to, but it was it was very stylized art, which worked Mm -hmm. for most of it. But I feel like his Joker is Joker's crazy. Tim Sale's Joker goes too far. It looks nuts. Joker should have a chin and he should have big teeth. But he should his, not. His yeah. grin is is three or four times the size of the rest of his face. Yeah, it's could, very much he, like a McFarlane approach. Yeah, he could bite soup, the very Batman's venom. head off. Like, yeah, it's it's a bit much. But uh, but it work, The art style works great. Actually, I don't think Tim Sale has been doing that much art lately. No. At least superhero stuff. I haven't seen him do it in a while. I also got to hate Jeff Loeb because I felt Jeff Loeb like hoarded Tim Sale. He never got to do work for anybody else and. So I've read both that and Dark Victory, and, and you don't the, remember anything. I don't remember a single thing from either one. Uh, let's see. Do you remember? I mean, I can read them. Fighting again. on a plane. Nope. So Batman and Joker fighting on a plane. Nope. Uh, do you remember? Nah, never mind. The answer is no. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't. I don't know what happened. Where like I'll read comics and I'm like, I have no idea. Like I'll, you'll even be like, oh, you'll name something by title. I'll be like, I've never read that. And you're like, I let you borrow it. No, you didn't. And then you describe it to me, and I'm like, no, I never read that. And then you'll say one thing, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, and this panel. And I'm, I'll, like, recite to you this one panel I remember. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, I did. I've wasted my life. It just grows out from there. So sad. Well, uh, actually, yeah. since last week when you recommended uh, the Batwoman, Batgirl, Batgirl, Batgirl year one, <clears throat> I actually started reading that. It's on Comixology. It was on Comixology. Yeah, it is, it still. Uh, I'm three. Three issues in. It's pretty. pretty it's a good. nine issue book. It's a Is it good really? long book. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm really liking it. It's um, it's a character I normally never paid much attention to, and mm-hmm. well, like I said b- before, I tried to read Batwoman recently, but it just got super mystic really fast, and I'm yeah. like, that's not what I want out of this. Yeah. Um, I, I also kind of like that costume. Was it Cassandra Cain who had like the full body? You couldn't see skin at all. Uh, yeah, that was Cassandra Cain. That was kind of neat. She's I, gone now. Yeah, I kind of kind of like that outfit. But anyway, it's, I do like. I like the art a lot of this Batgirl year one, and uh, I just yeah, Marcos like, Martin is great. Yeah, it's 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 very it's very good, and it's also nice. You know, they make well. There's no sexualization that I've read so far. It's, no, it's yeah. just they're yeah. It's pretty nice. It's funny to me because Chuck Dixon is like he's a very he's known as one like the top. Uh, conservative dudes in comic writing, like he's he's open about his politics, but he still is like he wrote that he or he co-wrote that book with Scott Beatty, Beatty, but he still writes her with respect and, and like she's. Well, you know, not all Republicans are raging sexist. I don't, I don't think so. Well, tell them to elect better spokesmen. Yes, well, there's that. yeah, but uh, yeah, Republicans don't complain to me <laughs> when you guys keep electing these turds. Mm. Anyway, um, no, I, I like in the book too that she is she's her own woman. Like she's definitely inspired by Batman, but she's not a Batman fangirl. Right? She's, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I like uh, she. Uh, I mean, I don't she know, makes her own way. In I don't know how much of it was rewriting history to set a new status quo, but mm-hmm. I like the bit of like she just went out on a lark more or less to like 
make her dad get like jealous or something or, or I don't know well, just some kind of one-off thing and it just escalates immediately into this well I guess I'm Batgirl now year ones are just uh, they they were always started with Batman year one it's just a DC tradition of let's take what we liked about the old mm-hmm. origin yeah, yeah, yeah. and just make that into a modern thing yeah but now they have to like do they kind of have to end up doing new year ones because the year one concept is get, getting why, close to 30 years that, old now. This is well-worn territory, but <laughs> and maybe you can't even answer this, but why does DC keep doing... Like, do they Have they ever gone on record and say like why well, they just erase everything so much? And it's usually just they say like their continuity is too complicated. Like, then stop. Then stop doing that. Yeah, I, Part it, of the reason it it's so complicated... Further complicated. Yeah, it only further. Because if I was into DC at any point in my life, any, mm-hmm. any point... There's a chance at any like if I was a 60 year old man and I've been into DC off and on my whole life, at every point I would I would just feel completely cheated <laughs> that like you're saying again, yeah, this stuff I, didn't happen. Like, I think it was more so just that they like, I think they have these good intentions of <laughs> simplifying and making it easier for new readers. I totally understand then, the intent, yeah. But then like there's just so many different voices and like just writers and editors and executives all saying, "Well, Superman should be this. No, he should be this." And it just all gets so muddled. Like yeah. and then you it, to add to that in the new 52, they also have they they came in with it with the idea of we're never going to be late. Never right. late issue. And that's a good that's also a good idea to strive for, but then that ends up you end up with shitty fill in artists or writers and that only hurts more right. like your planned content. Yeah. I mean New Fifty Two was a great hype moment where everyone's like, Oh mm-hmm. wow, okay, nice big reset button, but then, mm, well, then hasn't they, stuff changed even since then? Sorta. They've pretty much well they had to like there were some times where they reintroduced a character and then they decided they didn't like that reintroduction so they reintroduced them again like with Lobo like they introduced a Lobo in like in just a brief appearance and then somebody upstairs at DC was like no that's not new 52 Lobo so then they write a new one that like that was a guy pretending to be Lobo. Right. Here's the real Lobo. Well, I mean, Marvel did that with Ultimate Doom and yeah. uh, Ultimate Punisher too. Shit, I was just reading about somebody in Thor's universe where that happened. Ah, fuck. Somebody, somebody famous when mm. they realized they liked the character they introduced as a villain. I read about it twice, and then the canon dictates no. Oh no, that Thanos. was a villain posing as a. Well, that, uh, was, it was, uh, that was the, this villain posing as what we want to introduce as a good guy. Yeah, well, that happened with Thanos. Thanos is a classic example of that where... Uh, so Jim Starlin created Thanos right. and is very possessive over him. Iron Man 55. But then after Star... There was a time where Starlin was gone in the 90s post-Infinity Gauntlet. But, so, but Thanos was a majorly popular villain. Yeah. So lots of... Other writers used him and put him in their stories, like in Thor. Uh, it, the two chief appearances I remember were Thor and Kazar, and in both of those, Thanos lost, like lost to both those guys. Like Thor, that's kind of understandable, but Kazar beating him was both. It was it was a smart move on Mark Wade's part, just to say like Kazar's so cool that given the right circumstances, he could beat Thanos, mm. but. When you actually look at it on a scoreboard, like Kazar, right, yeah. Thanos, yeah. like it makes no sense. So then Starlin came back, when he came back to Thanos, one of the first ideas he introduced in the Thanos Limited series he was writing was... Oh, I, I, I bought all of those. There are, clone, 
there were clone Thanos yeah. that he made so well that they thought they were him. Yeah. And they were different levels of strength and yep. closeness to him, but not him. And that's where you got like the Thanos that looks like Galactus and the Thanos that looks yeah. like whatever. I remember, was that uh, Infinite Abyss or something? I think that might be it, yeah. Infinity Abyss. But it was him just covering tracks. And I get that. Like Thanos, the same with Doctor Doom. Like you can't have, and Magneto, like. To have a mega super super villain, yeah. they can't lose. They can't keep losing all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So what have you been I reading? Get it. Um, well, I started. Uh, I was reading some of the Incredible or Indestructible Hulk book. Uh, some more of that from Way, the second collection. I finished through the Ice Giants fight. Yeah, that's what I was reading. Is that wait? Is that before or after Atuma? That's after Atuma. Okay, so I stopped somewhere around there, not because I didn't like it, but because I just kind of forgot. I will say, I, went with it. I think the writing is still good on it, but after uh, the artist uh, was so good, Lineal Yu is such a good artist. I like him it's a, a lot. great name. For, e- even though I complained about his sexualization of women, he's still a wonderful artist. But then the, In a comic ice, book. <laughs> the Ice Giant story replaced him with Walt Simonson, who... Walt Simonson was one of the best writer-artists working in the major companies in the 80s. He was so good, and he had a like a major run on Thor that was really great. But that was a long time ago. Walt Simonson is not the artist he used to be because he's old, and art artists don't get better with age. Like mm. so, well, I feel like they top out at a certain point at fifty. Just your arm, your hands get worse. Like it's just your eyesight gets worse. Your your shit, your lines aren't as straight. Patient gets scarce. It's it's a problem. So yeah, the art is just hurting it. It's not as good art. It's a good story, but the art is just me. Uh, and then I also read, uh, well, I read Superior Spider-Man 20 today. Yeah, I, for, I didn't realize it was out today. You guys, I went, when I, the last three issues of Superior Spider-Man, I woke up that morning. Wow, um, really? They're never at available six, at, at that 6 point. At 6.30, I don't know. At 6? 6? 6.30 a.m. I've checked up in the morning. I've never seen them. That's what I did this morning, for I example. Mean. See, I'm up at midnight. I wish uh, they were available then. They should be. They should be. But, you know, brick and mortar, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's, I gotta say, this is one of the first times where, unless I missed something, Dan Slott was promising big things, mm-hmm. and there were developments, like, it's it's like three things are about to reach their boiling point, but nothing actually explodes. Mm-hmm. That maybe something will happen in 21. There's what he said, though, that, that is, the issue he was referring to is where all the change would begin to take place. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, they said, well, when did this start? Oh, in the Superior Spider-Man 20. Though lots of things start in there, so I wonder which it is that is the thing yeah. that starts. But uh, it uh, one of the more interesting things to me is that they are recognizing some of the Clone Saga era stuff that happened to Doc Ock in this story, which... Got hit by a truck. Crazy. Well, now Kane snapped his neck. Oh. Kane murdered him, mm. and um, and then there was a lady Doc Ock. Yeah, I remember her. Who followed Otto's plans to create VR as yes. the real world yes. because VR technology was getting so powerful. <laughs> and uh, Se- there were several polygons. And then there was this uh, this uh, overweight woman who fell in love with Otto, and he gave her a. Uh, a super hot, super strong bod, and called her the Stunner. That was, she was virtual reality in real life, like just walking around. It was. It's the Stunner. The Stunner. Uh, I was thinking of wrestling. Yeah, it was pretty. It, it was silly, but they're they're recognizing that stuff. Like, yeah. and, but they they I mean slot. Like I 
I just like that Slot has always seemed to have this feeling of like, well, maybe some people see that as the bad time for Spidey, but it happened. Like, let's recognize this time frame, you know? It, it was a good book. I'm, I'm waiting to see where... And it has some good cliffhangers for 21. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in 21. Uh, let's see. What else did I read? Melody oh. Adam? What? No, Just I didn't read it. I read that. Well, well how was it? Uh, it's progressing into... Bendisy time travel nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting at the start, and I thought a conclusion, a satisfying conclusion to all these teams meeting one another. But mm-hmm. it's, I, I hate when you try and drag me into the drama involved in the future. Because <laughs> if anything relevant happens here, that doesn't matter. Well, yeah, the future characters. Like I was thinking that too. I feel like when I started reading comics, like when a future character mm-hmm. showed up. I'd be like, whoa, this is them in the future? This is what happens? And i think, like, no, this is an alternate future that will be swept away immediately. Yes. It can be swept away at any moment. Yes. None of this is weird because, anything. like, isn't Cable... Like, it seemed like that Days of Future, past-ish future, was yeah. the future mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the future we want to avoid, which but is in why the we last, things now. Yeah, but in, like, the last 20 years, it's like... Eh, every year there's some new future that we're yes. trying to prevent. It's like yeah. the reason that, that how many futures has Bendis presented with us in 2012? Yeah, I yeah, there's that. My favorite fallout of Battle of the Atom is mm-hmm. that it will it further separates the teams, and it mm-hmm. almost feels like the blue and gold period now to me because like mm. it's uh, like now the Bendis books are all new and uncanny, mm-hmm. kind of work together. And meanwhile, then Wolverine and his and the X Men mm-hmm. will now work with the amazing X Men book that Jason Aaron is also Jesus writing. Christ. Well, forgot about that. Have you guys not heard of the Amazing X Men? No. I forgot about it. It's that. supposed to be more of a high adventure, uh, a more colorful costume mm. part of the Marvel Universe X Men adventure. And for it to show how the things are getting fun and swashbuckly again, Nightcrawler. first storyline is the return of Nightcrawler. Is it really? Yeah, he's on the cover. Well, that is definitely what I've been reading in the Masterworks is ridiculous adventure. Yeah. So then where does the X-Men book fit in? I uh, don't know. That I'm, I don't know where that... I, it, I don't believe it's been canceled, but I don't know where it the women evenly. Throughout all the other X Men books, <laughs> it better not be canceled. Jesus Christ! I don't think it is. It's uh, good. I like it. Yeah, I do know that um, another book I read is the Fiona and Cake uh, limited series. Oh, how's that? It's really good. Really good. Like I, I you know, I I heard that the Adventure Time books were good, mm-hmm. and they had this um, sale. It was uh, on Comicsology. Well, not even like a, a time sale. It's just a cheaper pack where it's 15 bucks and you get nine uh, oh, wow. nine Adventure Time comics three from Fiona Cake three from oh, the really? series and three from oh Spinoff. yeah they started yeah. the new bundle deal yeah it was a bundle and it was uh, so I started reading the Fiona Cake ones because I heard those were the best like some of them got Eisner nominated and so really? and also it's because Fiona and Cake the comic is done by Natasha Igliardo or whatever her, her last name is tough but Natasha, the director slash creator of Bee and Puppycat. Mm. Which is great. Yeah, and so the art in it is so, like, they take a lot of chances with it. Like, because you don't have... It did make me realize the voices do a lot of work on Adventure Time and not... I do hear their voices in my head as I read it, even with Fiona and Kate characters who haven't said a lot of lines. I've never seen Fiona and Kate in an episode. You've never seen... You haven't seen either of those? 
I yeah, there's only heard, two. <laughs> there's there's not many. I'm in like the third season, and I have not seen them once. They're great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think they show up till three or four, and then yeah. there was one this season. I think is that yeah. Fiona might be the most popular outfit at Comic Con. Well, women wanted the, the women. Women were dying for a costume to wear that didn't make them look like a skink. I was going to say that it's a very easy costume to pull off, yeah. male or female. Yes, it totally is. Mm. But what, what's so wrong with that? No, Fiona, it, there's still something sexy about the Fiona costume. Sorry, ladies, looking up that skirt. Oh, jeez. Yeah, sorry. Fiona's only 14. I, I just have to play this part for the show, Henry. I don't <laughs> mean it. I don't mean He's it. He's talking about the cosplayer, Henry. The adult oh, the adult fine. woman cosplayer. Yeah, the ones I don't respect as real fans. Donald, <laughs> Donald, Hank. Donald Glover plays Marshall Lee. What? Donald Glover plays Marshall Lee. <laughs> I did hear that. As in Marceline's... Gender swap. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really awesome. Did not know that. And Neil just Patrick. Nice, just happy to know Donald Glover's still doing stuff. He he kind of addressed his craziness. Writing poetry on napkins. And he said he arrest. wasn't. He said he wasn't that crazy. It was just. Uh, I, I worried it was like a Mar- his Martin Lawrence moment <laughs> or just his Tracy Jordan moment <laughs> of I'm a Jedi like that <laughs> thing. I remember the pilot. That was yeah, thirty rock, all the yes. way back in the pile. I was just watching the finale of that show. I still have not seen it. It's on Netflix uh, now. Oh, so the final season's on there. I was just there though, so it's, there. Oh, in New York. I know it was. I felt like such a nerd when I went to New York to mm-hmm. be like, "Ooh, it's thirty Rockefeller Center. This is where all the cool you stuff." You can ask happens. my parents. I went there in '94 as the biggest SNL nerd in the uh-huh. universe, and like all I want to see is Thirty Rock and SNL, and made mm-hmm. them go there. Is Phil Hartman? Maybe Phil Hartman will be here. It was. They, was this in the summer? They kept saying they're closed for production. Uh-huh. They're gonna film some Tonight Show episodes on the stage, and everything will be empty. I'm like, I, no, still. Forty dollars every every member of my family. Let's do this. I'll pay you back eventually. Someday in the future, that'll never come. I'll pay you back. And we went, and it's all you can see is like a fucking Gumby outfit behind glass <laughs> in a torn down Saturday Night Live set. But I made him do it. I was big as an owner. That was great. I yeah, something about being in New York. Which let's do a little bit of news first because mm. it's so easy to segue into it. DC is leaving New York City. No shit, really? It's crazy. In 2015, but this is them announcing... What, the, L.A.? Going to Burbank. To Burbank, Burbank. To join the rest of DC Entertainment. Yep. Weird. And, uh, it totally makes sense. <clears throat> There's that gigantic complex where Conan shoots mm-hmm. and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Got a, got a tour of that. Thanks, buddy. What? <laughs> he got a tour of it and he's thanking them. Oh, me? No, not you. People who aren't listening. No, uh, I'm listening, but, you know, it was nice. it was awesome. Mm. Anyways, yeah, DC is moving. I kind of saw this coming a long time. Like, it was in 2010 or 2009 that they moved, they started up DC Entertainment and they moved half of their, like, the digital people and the Mm -hmm. TV people over to Burbank, which makes sense. Yes, which is fine, but uh, I I would be frustrated with a lot, not just comics, entertainment as a kid, because it never represented where I was. Everybody Uh was in. A metropolis of some kind, and I realize I don't. I think the majority of the country doesn't live in a big city. Mm-hmm. And now I live in a city. I, I do sort of love that every comic, DC and Marvel, and just everything in general is all kind of based in New York. Almost everything. Well, DC still takes place in Metropolis, Gotham, all of it Star is fucking city. New York. All of it is there, fucking New York. There there's other no, there's no York. analog. To Gotham, the New York. There's no analog to Metropolis in New York. It, Keystone it, City, Coast Coast City. Keystone. Well, sure. Keystone, there. Actually, Keystone and um, 
it's Twin City, Central City. Those are supposed to be more like Missouri and Detroit. Or, I mean, St. Louis and Detroit. But That's I respected it because all those writers had always lived where yeah. they were writing, and mm-hmm. now they will not. And will Superman have to get on some fucking freeway and exit in order to get to things? Well, you mean, do you think now Metropolis will start to transform into not, L.A.? Not that. It, it just like it just still comes from a very big city, New York state of mind, which uh-huh. I think a, pro- a byproduct of living there is why that happened. So it yeah. can, you'll only get more stories that reflect the West Coast, well, a lot which, of the, which sucks. A lot of the writers don't, uh, don't live in New York, though. It's, mm. the, it's more so the editor... Like mm-hmm. the writers and artists just send the stuff sure. through them. Like it's a lot of teleconferencing. But I also I I still don't think of DC is that connected to New York. Like if Marvel I left suppose. New York, I yeah, would yeah, yeah. lose my mind. Like, but I mean, or Mad though, Magazine. I see. Yeah, or, yeah. But, but are they part of it? I actually, Mad Magazine is part of DC. So no! they probably will be moving. Where's my Jewish schmecky humor supposed to come <laughs> from now? Oh, it's all in LA anyway. Yeah, all the Jews went there. <laughs> Um, but that's where they control Hollywood, Chris. Where's it, that uncontrollable dreck from those lovable Schmendricks <laughs> supposed to come from, if not New York? Yay! But yeah, I, I Hold mean... Hold on, booze has arrived. Okay, let's, let's stop talking. Christmas yeah. music. Oh, man, that Foley work. Listen to the, some, of the, some of that package open up. Those cans, those cans clinking around. No. No, thank you. I am. I'm trying to peer and, pressure you. Yeah, man. All right, let's get the... As long as I have Ann here, I have support in not drinking. Let's have a beer, guys. Hey, you pick up Ann waving <laughs> off mic. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. Hey there, Ann. Oh, you hear my, my knee just cracking in the mic? You guys are going to have to this, right? No, no, not at all. Uh, You'd be surprised how little editing goes into this. It's good Henry, it's Henry you check way. it before it goes up, right? Ann, did I tell you about the time the Jews controlled the media? Chris. was trying... Let's, trying to think of something regrettable. Hey, wait. That's what my mind came uh, with. Let's to. talk real quick about what you've been playing as well. As what, just so you can talk about Batman? Batman. Go, Henry. Oh, because you wouldn't talk about it before. Even. I Well, you know, last week <laughs> I, I had not played it because it was still under embargo. But magically, when the embargo went up, I played the game. Yeah, and, and reviewed in two places. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Well, no, I reviewed, uh, I reviewed the, the portable and the console version. Mm. Oh, how's the Vita one? It's good. Well, it's like you would like it because it's a Metroid. Uh-huh. And it's oh. a... Well, you like Metroid. Though it's though you would probably think it's like too easy of a Metroid. Like, is it 2D? It's like a uh, 2.5D. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is functionally 2D. Looks like Shadow Complex. Yeah, definitely. But oh, the, the biggest, well, I am interested now. The biggest problem with it is, uh, for me, for navigating the... So the map is still, you know, flat and 2D. Yeah. But say Batman walks through a corridor. Sometimes just to get the camera that to change up the look, he'll turn a corner, mm. and it just f's with my brain. Like yeah. I didn't leave left. I yeah. like I'll leave right and then turn a corner and come out left. I mean that's. I mean that's how Mirror of Fate what was the Castlevania. Yeah, game? yeah, well, that uh, wasn't that great. I'm like fifty percent through it, mm-hmm. and that happens sometimes too. I'm like, okay, the game is two D, but it's all polygons and three yeah. D backgrounds. Well, and, and then the, the map is flat, and I'm like, okay, got it. And then I'm like. This map, the shape of this room does not bear any resemblance to the shape of the place I was. So yeah. it's not sticking in my head. Hmm. It's like, oh, that was the Belfry. The fuck was a Belfry? <laughs> oh, it was the one with all the Beetlejuice arms flying everywhere with polka dots on them. And I'm like, how would I... Re-? Like, well, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I also... It's got a similar problem the Mirror of Fate had, which is... 
It has it replicates the combat from its big brother, mm. but combat made for 3D in 2D though. Ooh. It works better than than like, but it is just you're punching the guy in front of you, and then when you do the reverse, you know, the counter, yeah. it's just the guy behind you. Like, I see. Well, that makes sense. So this is a game I could buy on my PlayStation Vita right now, or Ooh. a 3DS. 3DS. Where I believe it by the it's time you both. hear this, you'll be able to. Well, next week you can listen to Cape Crisis on your Vita. Oh yeah, the Word. tune in pop. Uh, but anyways, I I wanted to from a comic book standpoint, I wanted to compliment all the uh, mm. the story is the best part. It's not that fun. It's Ooh. not as fun to play as Arkham City. This Definitely is origins, not. origins, yeah. big origins, big brother origins. But uh, it's got a cool it's got a cool uh, story that also goes to places you expect, but then some you don't and. They don't. They didn't skimp on the cutscenes. Like the cutscenes are very well acted and fancily produced. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy the Troy, Troy Baker's Joker. Troy Baker's Joker is great. I've heard some people saying like he is better than Mark Hamill. I don't agree with How that. How about if Hamill had to retire? Okay, we're glad he was no, replaced. I is, don't want to hear that shit I, on this show. I do agree with this. I say that. I, I say that I would be totally fine if Troy Baker was the voice of Joker for the next twenty years. Like. Mm. He's that good at it, but he not better. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill ain't getting any younger. And he just said he won't do it anymore. Yeah, well, he's done it so long. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get it. Still weird. I feel like they're not paying. Uh, they're paying those guys enough. I think that, so. They went with the probably cheapo. Is more likely. Like Troy Baker's. Like yeah, I'm used to the terrible paychecks voice actors get. So oh, I'll, I'll take it. Hey uh, guys, I don't know Henry. The average is a 68, and people are saying the boss battles really suck. No, I wouldn't say the boss battles really. Suck. I did give it a seven, so I, I stayed of, in the Metacritic mean. I heard I'm about there this some pretty terrible tech issues with a lot of the you games. know that's the weirdest part to me is, is it that never happening. I played so I played it twelve hours straight mm-hmm. the weekend before it came out on in one day, and mm-hmm. I had no tech issues. I actually the only tech issue I had was after I beat the game and I started mm-hmm. up a day later on like Monday. I then did a couple of those missions that end with, like, interrogate the guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, the guy was, like, cowering in fear. And then Batman, I would keep pressing Y and he wouldn't do anything. Part of what I heard is that it was due to the day one patch. The day one patch, I think, did break it. Like, yeah. that's the only thing that makes sense to me. But, but again, I, th- that's not saying people don't play it or buy it through laser time. Uh, it's, those will eventually be fixed. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, it's just, I'm assuming, you assume. No, say. WB will fix fix that shit. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a uh, I don't know if I pay sixty bucks for it unless you super duper love Batman or Laser Time or Laser Time. Yeah, I hope you're buying all your next gen consoles through Laser Time, guys. Come on, people. <laughs> anyway, we need that ten bucks. I just wanted to talk about playing that. It, obviously, you guys can't even interject in this because you didn't play it. I haven't played no. it. I'm interested in this me. Blackgate because for some reason I thought it was a Vita-only like Assassin's Creed Liberation style thing. Oh, no. It's a, I mean, you know, it definitely looks... So it looks better on the Vita, of right. course. Yep. But that map you always need is uh, on the bottom screen of the 3DS. Yes. How do so. you... Can you bring it up with just like a shoulder button? Uh, select. That's select fine. brings it up on the Vita. Uh, can I buy this digitally? I think so. Do you have a Vita now? I've had one for a year. The Vita should... I think everything's day and date on the Vita, if it isn't. All right. Well, true. I'm vaguely interested Just in like it. Just like how I have a PlayStation debug? Uh, oh. Sort of like that, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, and the origin, Origins, both of them end with a really cool teaser 
for uh, Avengers two. No, Adventure Brothers season five. No, but mm-hmm. for the for the future of DC games, not Batman, mm-hmm. but the fu- uh, future DC game that I'm really? very Green Arrow. For. Nope. It, like as in teasing another game or? Yep. Really starts with the letter S. Oh, really? Starsky and Hutch. Yep, Superman. Shazam? No, not Superman or Shazam. No, it's Suicide Squad. Really? Yep. Why is this the first weird. I'm hearing about this? No, they. I. So I don't feel like. I won't explain the scene to you, but I feel like this is not a spoiler because, though it is a spoiler, I'm sorry, but the um, it Jeff Johns over a year ago said, "Yeah, we're making a Suicide Squad game." Like he just said it. Like I'm excited for this. It's a Suicide Squad game, so it exactly. exists. Be good. Like, Suicide Squad is it. It would work in the Arkham universe. Let me just get a CCH Pounder from the Shield to voice what's her name. You, it has to happen. You are. You maybe are onto something there. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, she plays Amanda Waller. <laughs> she has Amanda Waller shows up. It is, it is Cheech Pounder. Wow, <laughs> wow! She, what did it's I the it's the perfect role for her. Like, it, it, or she is perfect for that role. Damn it! Vic in, in the new in the new Fifty Two, it, it even looks like her. Yeah, like well, the same age. Oh, and that reminds me, we've talked about Shield a lot in mm-hmm. various places. It's all on Hulu. I just realized mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of it. So shut up. Oh, the Shield, the Shield, and yes. Amazon, I think. With, yeah, with, with uh, Cheech Pounder there. Yep, she is great. That show is fan-friggin-tastic. If you like Breaking Bad at all, you need to be watching that. Yeah, if you finish Breaking Bad and are yeah. looking for something new. For that same kind of like, oh shit, how are they going to get out of this? That's mm. your show. Just, yeah, get past Please. That, that theme song and the use of Kid Rock in the first episode. In the first episode. It, like, literally the first episode just... Deal with it, but that's such a great scene. It's, 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 it's an tone am- of the series, amazing scene, ruined by ball with the ball nearly. Yeah. All right, so anyway, it's well, time for a break. It is, and when we get back, we're going to talk about some trailers Ooh. and some spooky answers to last week's question. Oh, the week sounds Just terrifying. The other <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks again for listening to the show. This is the, the old break time where we come in big, big, big for your for more love from you guys. And we do appreciate all our listeners. But if you wanted to support this show in a more substantial way, there's just so many ways you could help us. Okay, so here's, here's what you do. Go to lasertimepodcast.com. That's your first step. Second step. Look on the left side of that screen. You'll see a link to PayPal. You can give us a little bit of money that way, just directly, whatever you could you could bear to part with, and then it'd help us out immensely with the, keeping these the, the gears running. We just bought a new laptop. We had talked about, oh, we're gonna get, we need a new laptop. These laptops are breaking. It broke, and we had to buy a new one, and that happened. But if you wanted to help us support us buying like twenty more new laptops. You go to that PayPal button there, or you can buy a t-shirt from the t-shirt store that's right below that PayPal button on the left side of lasertimepodcast.com. Or on the right side, there's links to Amazon. Now, those are suggestions of stuff you can buy on Amazon, but if you buy anything off that site through the link in the tab that is created, a little bit of money comes our way with for whatever you purchase. So please, please... Think about us when you're doing your holiday shopping. It's about to begin. When Cyber Monday comes, you're going to buy through game uh, through LazyTimePodcast.com, right? Right? Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, 
uh, be sure to review us. It's uh, you know been a little while since I've seen a lot of new reviews at once. Uh, if you haven't given us a review yet, please get with the program, bro. And uh, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. Hope you heard that in the background there, guys. Uh, uh, the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week for this week. Well, it's going to be the Sandman, but the Sandman Omnibus. We were just talking about Sandman, and it uh, it's a good horror book. I mean, well, you'll hear us talk about Sandman in the second segment is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, the Sandman is a great, great series. If you've never read it, now's a great time because it's getting a, a 25th anniversary special release. And uh, the original book, uh, I'm going to suggest the best way to get it is in the Omnibus Edition. They're releasing it in two Omnibuses. The first one came out. It's, you know, 60 bucks for 45 issues. It's actually a pretty reasonable price. And you get this thing that looks great on your shelf. You look so smart with the Sandman's Omnibus on your shelf. Just believe me when I say it was a major, major step forward for comic book storytelling in the 90s. It was such a great book. So many other books owe, owe Sandman a debt of gratitude. And so buy it through the link on this week's episode on LazerTimePodcast.com. And now, back to the rest of the show. Did you did you notice something that didn't happen during the break, Henry? What? I didn't I haven't had a cigarette in like seven days. Oh, what? Well, I mean, you've been sucking on your binky. <laughs> but I it was an accident, and I'm walking oh. I'm walking on eggshells. Like to, I don't know what how I'm going to react or if my body's going to do anything. I'm still getting my nick fix. Mm-hmm. Say so, hey, it's a weird moment in my, my life. It's just to realize you've gone a week over right? half my life. It's been never. It's been. Uh, uh, that's a joke I'm stealing from Comedy Bang Bang. But it's, you son of a bitch! We can't just sing bare naked ladies. Well, it's just you just got to steal it. It's from a people? running joke when they go. Uh-huh. It's been. It's been. Can't believe you. I wanted to that. cop to it. If someone listening out there probably was going like, "They're stealing! They're stealing from Comedy Bang Bang! How dare they!" No dare one has them. ever recited the lyrics to Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> one week before. You got a China the Chinese Chicken. You have a drumstick in your brain. Start to watch next files and the lights on. Uh, don't know Dollar that Maison. next line. In Dollar I hope the smoking man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like, like singing tantric. Uh, uh, pot stickers guaranteed, guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I'm no. Now nah, we're just jumping around here. Anime yeah. babes, they make me think the wrong thing. That's all guys. Uh, because that's when I wanted to bang all of Sailor Moon. Like Brian Wilson, there. Guys, there was uh, there were some trailers this week. What? Did you see them? I did. I wrote stories about them on Laser Time. Pod- you did that? Indeed. It's, it's my name, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't look at the name. I just assumed it was Chris. Mm-hmm. Man, I used, to, I used to be on top of that shit, but Elsa has really taken it and run with it. Yeah, watch, watch this space. I'm, I'm done. All right, but well, yeah. So <laughs> There's supposedly a, a five-minute uh, cap trailer attached to Thor. Ooh, five-minute trailer. Five minutes. I can't wait to see Thor next oh, week. Oh, Dale, mm-hmm. we got an invite for a birthday party next Friday too. Mm, I have to skip that birthday. 
not that excited about for- Thor for some reason. What? I don't know. The closer he gets to Asgard, the less I care. I want to see Marvel's Lord of the Rings, man. Uh, I, I don't want the see- Asgard stuff is my favorite part. I don't want to see movie. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings at this point. <laughs> well, I don't want to see his Hobbit. Maybe not his Lord of the Rings. That most recent trailer I watched, that was boring. I can't even watch the trailer. It's just so god... It reminds me of the experience of watching that movie, (laughs) and it never ending. It never fucking ended, and I never cared about the dwarves. Mm -hmm. And then just them... He's just a man. I just fucking hated so many times. They're like, he's just a little cabot. I think that he will be the one that saves us all. (laughs) I think you underestimate. Maybe we missed it. And then also they're having a conversation like, I think our enemy is back. No, we can't be. Like, yeah, he's fucking back. We all know he's back. Like, we saw you kill him. Who cares? Ugh. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Anyway. Prequels. Let's talk about Captain America. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw that trailer went out. That's a good trailer. It looked pretty exciting. It's a real good trailer. Um, and I, I think I wrote this in the story, but I was always... So, as a big Marvel nut... Mm-hmm. Cap and Thor were the phase one movies I was the most concerned about like three years ago. I was yeah. like, God damn it. I don't know how you're going to pull this off. No. So we saw Thor and I was like, thank God that worked. Mm-hmm. And I need it, to see that again. It's pretty, it's still good. I watched yeah. it again. Right before it's on we, Netflix. Before we saw Iron Man 3, I watched a bunch of movies again. Um, which Iron Man 3 was also very good. Uh, what, what did I watch? Thor. And then, yeah, Cap was like, that's fine. It was okay. I didn't it's, hate it. It's not, it's it's a really good Cap movie. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not a great Marvel yeah. movie. Well, yeah. what, so, I, what, yeah. what, what I was scared of was like, I'm like, count your blessings. I don't know if both these movies actually need sequels. Yeah. Because I think you're going to get by on the good vibes of leading up to an Avengers movie much and better. Origins, than, yeah, yeah, you like. I want to see these origins to set up members of the Avengers. Yeah. So with Thor two, well, we'll start with Winter Soldier. This is the first trailer that I was like, this actually looked like an interesting movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that kind of looked and people pointed out in the comments when Winter Soldier grabs the shield mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stops it, there's just something TV movie about that shot and the makeup <laughs> on him, and it just looks kind of low budget. Hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, if you spend all your money on a helicarrier crashing into New York, that's expensive. A lot of stuff's blowing up in that. That's, that's, the that. article, Bladed Falcon mentioned he's a little worried about Black Widow's hair. Well, the hair def- definitely... Uh, her hair changes each film. I think that's just a thing about her. Caught me off guard. I, I think they're going to be dating in that movie, too. I think they're going like, to... I think they did in Brubaker's comic at one point, didn't well, they? Well, yeah. The, well, no. Winter Soldier dated her, oh, not Steve. Big. But there's no... Well, maybe Sharon Carter is in this movie. But the currently, there's no Sharon Carter in the film universe. Right. I, I also thought it looked good. Like, Winter Soldier... For his brief time on screen, looked like the Winter Soldier I yeah, know from the comics. the... I am really tired of this, like, boring-ass trope of this, like, I'm going to stand in front of a moving truck, shoot something, <laughs> it's going to flip end over end, and I'm either going to stand and watch it Jerry Bruckheimer over my head, or I'm going to do this effortless sidestep, which is what he does. But he does it in this, like, Undertaker WWE, <laughs> like, he's got a claw hand, and he's like, menacing mm. movements, and it's like, no one... Even a villain would move like that. You're moving like a cartoon character. Well, I still like that he's like his costume is the same. He has no, the same metal arm. Like the metal arm, look cool. and it'll probably be the same. I can't see the Winter Soldier storyline being that different either. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it loses some of its impact because it's like I don't care about Bucky from the movie. So yeah, he was only in about ten minutes. Of the I don't. Film. Even, I don't even remember. 
He dies on a train. I remember that. So, but yeah, we, I also linked in there. Definitely go read, starting with Out of Time, Ed Brubaker from 2004, Out of Time mm-hmm. into Winter Soldier, and literally, literally everything after that is gold. Is but that, is those, that, was that all in the omnibus you gave me? Yeah. Mm, it's the start of it. It's up to his death. Yes. And then the death goes past that. Yeah, so Captain America. Wow. past death. Yeah, one, 1 through 25 was Cap's death, and then after that, Winter Soldier actually takes over. Mm-hmm. It's but really it's it's awesome. like 70 issues straight of great stuff. Great stuff. And the, that takes me to a funny thing that happened on the day it posted. Oh, and I should mention this for what I read, too, so this will cover that. But um, on the day it posted, I, along with a lot of other people, said on Twitter, wrote, Hey, and if you think that trailer's cool, buy everything at Brubaker wrote on Cap. He was great. Yeah. And that's what I wrote, but I think a lot of people might have put something like, Man, Marvel's ripping off Brubaker, stealing his money. Like he deserves, and like Brubaker eventually had to reply, "Like I'm really glad everyone's excited about the Winter Soldier movie, and I think it looks great too. But please don't think that I got like Marvel is not ripping me off. Like right, we, yeah. they were, they've been great to us. They, we did, like he said, they consulted them a little about it. It's also like and that yeah, he they knew, wrote a story. He for knew, them. yeah, he." He's also very clear about that. He's like, me and Steve Epting, the artist, we knew exactly what we were getting into when yeah. we wrote Captain America. Like, yeah. they knew A decade they were, ago, guys. Yeah, they knew they were writing stories that could be taken from them. Like, yeah. They weren't their stories. They were giving them the Marvel. You mind if I relay some of the comments here? Uh, oh, wait, but I want to finish my story real quick. It, but then the funny uh, timing of it was that it was that trailer came out the same day that Brubaker and Steve Epting's new book for Image, their like returned, mm-hmm. their reunited book, Velvet, came out. Mm. And it's a good first issue, but I'm not sure where. I think it, the first issue reads like it'll be way better in a trade. Like I, I mean, that's how I read all the criminal stuff. So the yeah. idea of reading them issue by issue is not appealing. No, because uh, you just don't get a good enough sense for the character. I don't know anything about it. But it, well, Velvet is um, it's a set in seventies, and it's all the spy stuff. Like it's it's totally the spy feel that Epting and Brubaker all, got. Did he also yeah. do Sleeper. Yeah. yeah, Sleeper was cool. Uh, but the spy stuff was definitely the feel of the of his arc on Brubaker's stuff. He made he made Cap more of a spy, which is also yeah. the feel of that trailer too. Like a little bit. I cop- did love that. Like everyone's in the elevator, and he's like, if anyone wants to get out." Now's your chance, mm-hmm. and then beats the shit over. That was awesome. And he, he's just using that was what I sense I got from the trailer. More action, like yeah, that's still the thing that the Cap movie didn't hit me, and nothing in Avengers got me was the moment that made me go. I now believe that the movie Cap is as much a badass in my head as <laughs> like the scene where it's like he jumps on the car in Avengers and the cops like why should I listen to you yeah. and then he basically just like punches three scrolls. It's like, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty explicit scene to be like the 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 police officer is voicing yeah. the audience's concerns of like what difference do you even make in this fight? Right flag boy yeah and then he gets to do something cool and then you're like all right you're cool but it didn't seem cool enough it's like you don't need to hit me over the head with it like just have one scene where he does something that everyone in the audience you know will be like whoa mm-hmm. like something that makes you go he cap, did get cap that, is a fearless badass he did get that scene as leader like the scene where he goes yeah. like okay you go there you go there and hulk yeah. smash like 
Yeah. That was the scene where you, and you, that was did, cool. you did go, oh, Cap did something here. But that's yeah. why I'm hoping the new movie you actually get to see Cap. Just do a handful of things. out of a plane with no parachute, didn't That's it? nice, but it's like, I want to see. I guess that's okay. It's, I can't quite put it into words. I understand, it's, I understand. Well, the, the movie, the first movie did its best job. It, its best skill was at establishing Cap. Like oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. setting up his character. I also still he does like stuff. Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. I just yeah. wish. He didn't try that hard. He didn't try that hard, but I'm like, that makeup was cool. Yeah. And I don't believe that character's dead because he just got sucked mm. into the cube. It's like, no, they can I think bring they're going to recast him. I don't remember that. that at all. I think I remember watching, I only watched it once, and it was just one of those times when, oh man, I'm too drunk to remember the end of this movie. <laughs> well, you see that Robert Redford was in it? Yes, like, I did. It feels like the... That was strange. I feel like a fucking 70-year-old. I was strangely excited. Well, the first, him. the first movie surrounded, like, Christopher Evans is a good mm-hmm. actor, but... Not great, and but they surrounded him with like Oscar-nominated actors: Stanley mm-hmm. Tucci, uh, Hugo Weaving, and Tommy Lee Jones. And so in this one, like Robert Redford is there to do real acting, and but for him, it's just like uh, I want, I should be in a blockbuster, I guess. I'm getting old; I could use some money. This sounds easy. My Sundance franchise is in shambles. <laughs> I need to start a Captain America movie. I miss Paul I, Newman. I, <laughs> so that brings us to X Men. Uh, well, I wanted I to relate some comments. comments. So the, the Wiska says it, it it does look a little cheap, like a TV show kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, was this filmed in forty frame, forty eight frames a second? I th- I don't know. I actually don't know. And then uh, well, the Tingler the... also agrees. I, I agree. It, it kind of felt like the same thing: a cheap TV show with a few expensive CGI shots. Um, well, it is directed by TV oh, no, that was, directors. It was Wiz because it said, um, like, when he catches the shield at the end, it looks very, very fake. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty rough. It could just be an early effect shot, but it uh, it's directed by the Russo brothers, who directed several episodes of Community in the office. So maybe that Judging also by the explains D&D episode. the... That might explain the quality, though. Like, they're thinking small. But. Uh, and Cloven64 says, uh, I hope since the shield, it's a shield-heavy movie, Coulson gets to show up and get his trading cards finally signed. Ooh, yeah. that'd be cool. I there, nice was, there was only one shot of um, Cap in his Avengers costume. The whole rest of the trailer, he's in his shield oh, costume, yeah. which... It's still kind of showy. Like, it's it's not as showy as his red, white, and blue costume, but it is, it is a costume. It's not He's not yeah. being a spy all that well. Oh, right, that yeah, yeah. I actually didn't like the Avengers costume. I just didn't like his hel- his hat, his head, his Well, the hel- hat helmet It just thing. looked weird. Yeah. Anyway. Dude, I didn't... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, what, were there any other comments? <laughs> I clicked over to the Days of Future Past trailer. Let's talk about that. And I did not... I did not know they really tackled Days of Future Past on the X-Men cartoon show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. how probably most people today know it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they know it's a comic, but like... I've, I, I never, saw, I've never seen that episode. It's a two or It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. Nimrod's in that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Nimrod's in it, which mm-hmm. made me realize, I wonder if Nimrod's going to be in this movie, because Nimrod, to me, is tied directly into that as <laughs> the, a sentinel of the future. <laughs> so that, that Days of Future Past was trailer i liked it but i liked it a lot it was so confused like there were just so there's so many people yeah, in it that there it looks like they're marketing so it as the real x-men 3 
Well, yeah. Well, it's just every X Man, like every everyone who is in an X Men movie. And it's funny one. because it's like it is the movie equivalent of what's happening in Battle of the Atom. Yes, <laughs> but that it's is like true. Wow, when you actually put it on a film, it's incomprehensible. Yeah, so much well, explanation is I mean, going to have to be done. Granted, we all can like, okay, got it. There's we take there's it. There's oh, future yeah. X Men. They go back to stop it. Got it. But, but that's that, a lot of characters to juggle. It's, and that it's basically great. It, it, it was a little. Uh, well, a little sad by how much the first class characters were like completely diminished in that trailer. It does not look like it's in any way their movie. <laughs> well, I think it's actually going to end up being more their movie. Maybe I have a feeling it is, and I. But they're not. But is. they're not famous. Like, but they're Anna not. Being, it's not being marketed that way. Jennifer Lawrence is the only one of them that's famous. Like, or well, what about that other? Uh, Foss, Fossbender, Kevin McAvoy, Bacon. and he's dead. Has anybody? Has, well, you said. You revisited the other Marvel movies, and you, I had asked you, you hadn't revisited First Class. No. Which I did, and I remember enjoying a lot of it again for the mm. second time. Well, I loved the my favorite bits in that trailer were seeing Fossbender. I was like, Dude, oh, man, that I shit cannot is great. fucking when he, wait. He encounters the Nazi, uh, his Nazi captors in That's Brazil. The, such a great fucking scene. Fucking great scene. Well, Fossbender is just... He, he has the intelligence and mm. intensity to be and a wonderful Magneto. Like, that's what and I love His name's Fassbender. Magneto bends metal. <laughs> And I, and I like seeing McAvoy as sad Xavier, mm-hmm. and that was cool too. I, although I did, I, I automatically assumed when Xavier is crippled and in a wheelchair, uh, he instantly loses his hair. So seeing him <laughs> with hair in a wheelchair, God, was weird. Th- those are my least favorite lines in the movie. Stuff like that in the first one, in first mm-hmm. class, where he says like, "Oh God, could you imagine me without hair?" Like, I hate that fucking kind of lines. But I also McAvoy will be tough for him to. Be, he was such an active character in the first one because he could walk. So now that he is confined to a wheelchair, like that's why Xavier in the other movies like usually got kidnapped or murdered halfway through is because he couldn't do or or inca- incapacitated because he couldn't do stuff in the field in a wheelchair. Like so, yeah. I, but now Wolverine is a full character in the movie. Like yes, he's, and that was exciting to see again to see him. Though, well, I guess because he's traveling back in time, he won't have bone claws. Future Wolverine mm-hmm. will have bone claws. What? Why? Well, because he had bone claws oh, at the end of, right. of Japan. Uh, of his so trip many to things Japan. have to take place. I don't want to talk about. So if no, because the Wolverine ends with it, him. directly connects it to Days of Future Past. Yeah. And so he's got to have bone claws in the future, but he's going back into his old body. Then he's got metal claws. So never mind. It's so weird because normally you would want to have someone go forward, so you have to de-age them with makeup as much. Like <laughs> they just have to age. You'll up go back in. You're going to go back in time 14 years to X Men One. No, that's, it's it's the 70s. That's, Didn't you I know, see I know, Richard I know. Nixon? I know. <laughs> it was funny in the. That comic. wasn't a good Richard Nixon. It never it never is in comic movies. That Richard Nixon uh, and fucking uh, Watchmen. <laughs> hilarious with his rubber no- jughead nose. Oh my god! Yes. Awesome. I was pretty funny. tranquil. Uh, Bez twenty two says he says I wonder uh, how the last stand would have turned out if Ryan Singer never went to direct Superman Returns, and it did God, make me laugh. Is that I hope somewhere is like a plot point of the X Men having to go save Brian Singer, <laughs> and uh, somehow you got to kill Brett Ratner. You yeah. got There's all well, this harm he's going to do from here on out. To be honest, like Singer didn't do so great with Superman Returns either. Like, no, but he, he redeemed he himself with, with Jack X-Men. the Giant Slayer. I'll stop talking. <laughs> yeah, he did. He do there was something in between those movies, right? Oh, uh, did he do? Did he do uh, the Nazi movie? No, After People was before. No, that. no, no, not that one. 
Did you do Vanguard? Was that him? Um, Tom Cruise is the Nazi? Have, yeah. I think I might have been. Could be wrong. Valkyrie. And Valkyrie. Cody's, Valkyrie. What did I say? Vanguard. Yeah, I, I agreed with it too. I forgot it was Valkyrie. I haven't thought about that movie in years, and I saw it in the theater. And I enjoyed it. You've seen a lot of movies in theaters. Though. I have. Uh, Cody Stovall said, total ripoff of sex men, gays of ruptured ass. <laughs> oh, I'll never not Christ. laugh at <laughs> That was funny. Um, Let's see. I also, another reaction I had to it was that uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan are really old. Now. They look they, very old. They, like, did at least... Patrick Stewart's sitting down. It's not as noticeable. <laughs> like, or, but Magneto in like he's wearing costume stuff yeah. in those shots, and like you look like such a little old man yeah, inside. It's just of that. weird to have this like any kind of chest piece with Ian McKellen's old body. Yeah, and it's like, dude, this guy's a great actor. He's an amazing uh-huh. person. Watching him and Patrick Stewart parade around the world is a treasure that everyone should. They're be, great. Be I love that they're like best friends. It's awesome, but it's just like there's something like, yeah, you were. It was like he was sixty when this started. When this like. started, and it was like when Magneto. Uh-huh. Wait, no, he was older than that because nah, early sixties. We were arguing about this. Ian McKellen is is older than Patrick Stewart, right? Like significantly, a little bit. I don't think it's significant. I mean, all right. Look, Wikipedia this. All right, Patrick Stewart's like seventy something. Uh, Patrick Stewart, but they both have looked old for longer. That's than the thing been is, like, old. that's the thing is when when X Men One and Two came out and Ma- and Ian McKellen already then I was like, it seems a tad old to be Magneto. I know, I know Magneto's Magneto always has supposed white to, hair. I know but, Magneto's yeah. supposed to be an older dude, mm. but he seems, still seems slightly well, too old. And then especially when you attach him to the Holocaust, then you've got a <laughs> oh, really yeah. old yeah. Yes. Magneto that really dates him. I also liked I liked that Ellen Page who was cast in Last Stand that she still gets to be part of the old X-Men and I oh, also just shit. I felt like Ellen Page never got a chance uh, to yes. be good I hope she's good in it enough. a lot because Kitty Pryde's a, a great point. character Kitty Pryde especially lately the last few years mm-hmm. they've really stepped up her, her role in the X-Men universe yeah. mm-hmm. and Ellen Page actually looks like a good yeah. Kitty Pryde uh-huh. I hope she gets a chance to uh, expand on that. Though also, like, Halle Berry's Back of Storm, which um, I can give two shits. Sure, fine. But, uh, no, but I think that. It's, that was, it was a triumph when we got Halle Berry cast as Storm originally. At one point, yes. But I don't think the, that character was written... Well, it's true to the character, but it's not a no. very interesting part for her. I, I don't know. The, the Storm to me... I don't want to see else in that. Storm to me is an African goddess with a booming voice. Like that, yeah, that, there's that. That's why she was Can't one she of the be best... really pretty? She was one of the best voices on the X-Men cartoon where she was just like, ah, Storm and... Like and her, the cartoon, I mean... Her booming voice. I loved her that. Her voice, she was ridiculous, wow. but it was kind of how I pictured her. Yeah. Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are one year apart. Oh, wow. Wait, 73 year, and 74. I was confusing him with Christopher Lee, I think, who's like... He's 90. He's 90-something. Which I, I hope they filmed everything for him in The both, Hobbit. Both like, born I hope before World War II. I hope no matter, no matter wow, no matter where you are, what day you're listening to this, I hope Christopher Lee is in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying his last days. Take a nap. Yes. Well, he's got to earn money for his kids. I don't mean like immobile. I just mean I hope he is resting at any given point. If you, and if you care that much about him, I hear um, the original Wicker Man is touring. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody fucking laughs because Nicholas, Nicholas Cage made that movie right, a laughing right, right. stock. No, but the good. original Wicker Man is fucking great. Christopher Lee mm-hmm. still says it's his favorite movie. If you buy the DVD, you see all this shit of like he's already a movie star. He's like, no, no, no. I, I know I've done a lot of horror. He's going like public access shows to promote this movie and try and tell people about it, like trying his best. That's cool. Super cool. I also heard Christopher Lee said uh, he really just wants people to donate to Laser Time. He did. Mm -hmm. Um, Please donate to Laser Time. Count Duke. (laughs) I wish. I wish he. I wish I could have seen just when he was auditioning. For whatever character in you episode cannot two, cannot make him audition. Well, Dr. I guess Dooku? no way. Like, yeah, he's. It was it, hiring him made a ton of sense because uh, you know Lucas, Lucas is a huge shut up. No, no, it was because of the Hammer films. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah. a huge fan of the Hammer, the Hammer horror films. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee was a star of that, as was the actor who played Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, okay. Grand Moff Tarkin was cast because of those horror films, so casting another Hammer horror alum kind I of is, is a yeah. Well, I still tradition. love the idea of the first time he realizes my character is Count Dooku. That's the stupid. That's the stupidest name in a his in a, in a series that brought us Long Gen- Snoot, General Grievous. Long well, Snoot, General Grievous, and, and Evan Slees Bagano. <laughs> and then they say, well, then then they tell him like. Well, it's also of, of, you're of, also Darth Tyrannus. Of well, the I up, guess that's bad. Of the upstate sleaze bagginos. <laughs> <laughs> There's this Brian Posehn, comic book writer Brian Posehn, on his new comedy album has a bit about this about how how he says Star Wars Shit. is his Vietnam, but he in the bit he just says like that he can't. Just to hear the word Star Wars, like it sends him on a rant, and he can't stop. And yeah, he just, I watched that. Like, bit. That him and his wife were like in Target, and he just yeah. sees the Blu-rays. Like well, it works. they were already special. It need to be special edition. And that, I feel like that happens to us too. Mm-hmm. With, See, I don't care enough anymore about Star Wars. Like it's just been beat out of me. Mm-hmm. But the I, second Star Wars is mentioned, we all start talking. Yeah. How about this? I think we've lived. Half of our lives with Star Wars being awesome, half our lives with Star Wars being ruined. Yeah, strangely. Oh, whereas whereas Posehn, I'll give it to him because like that first yeah. movie came out, he's a cognizant teenager yeah. and like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, waits three years. Oh my, I know. I still can't imagine what it'd been like to have been alive in '77 and '80 to see those movies yeah. happen and like change your world perspective. It's, it, while changing this, the perspective of fucking cinema yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that's amazing, and then the next one's so, Avengers. Uh, great, big phenomenon. It's not going to change the way Hollywood does anything, really. Yeah, eh, Hollywood's pretty much set in stone. Well, bit. I guess it'll teach people you can maybe DC to think ahead. Yeah, it'll no. teach you to maybe think ahead. I mean, <laughs> all right, guys. Question of the week time. Last week's question number sixty nine <laughs> was uh, best horror comic. <laughs> you best horror comic you've ever read. Uh, so first off, answer from was. Cody Stovall, who really likes Death Note. That, that was his. Like the, he wonder if Death Note counts. I think, yeah, I think sure. it does it count. Death in it. Uh, and Super I, Giraffe says he felt the first volume of Walking Dead was genuinely scary. Though, from then on, I think it... Uh, it yeah. just changes who the monster is in the monsters. Us, man. We are the Walking Dead, God, man. man. What? John uh, John Wahizel uh, brings up Batman Crimson Mist, which I hadn't thought of a long time, where Batman becomes a vampire. Roll the damn tide. In that one. <laughs> oh, you. 
but the art's done by Kelly Jones, who I think is a very like underrated artist. Like he definitely he was a great horror artist, like super shadowy. He he did um do you know the uh Brett as a kid, did you read the Venom comic where he fought Juggernaut? No. Can you say it more like Hank Hill next time? Where he fought Juggernaut. 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 Is that sounds like Lucas. Uh, when he fought Juggernaut. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is, we're talking about someone so far removed from the Laser Time universe. No one knows. What we're not removed from my universe. Anyway, Smars. Smars brings up Sweet Tooth, which I need to check that out. I keep meaning to the Jeff Laramie book. That's Twisted about metal a comic. Yeah. No. <laughs> you son of a. Also, our old pal Five Ten Brother Panda brings up Parasite, that manga that I really love. That one, it's a it's a really cool like alien horror book. That uh, I am also a fan of that particular comic. Really, and or manga. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, no, I've never read it. I just wanted to do a Simpsons line one. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Sometimes (laughs) it sounds like a Pert Happily thing. Like, and I liked that book. It was a book I read, and I liked it. God, I love that dude. Oh, and uh, let's like, see. Lucky Seven says, "Witch Doctor." I, I just love that his fans are called perverts. Guy in Parks and Rec. I loved Perd's uh, uh, review of ET. That was a really <laughs> good one. <laughs> this the relationship was just not believable. I give this movie two stars, and then ET comes up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and then last uh. one from Angela, which I, is this actually Anne who answered this? Necronomicon and Ferals are two of my Ooh. favorites. They're both uh, Ferals. It was not on Comicology, but Necronomicon is. So are they still having a uh, Sandman sale? Uh, I believe so. Well, because the Sandman prequel mm-hmm. that Neil Gaiman uh, had been promising for twenty years finally came out. Did it? What is it? It is Sandman Overture? Overture. Yes, that is out today. So uh, the first Sandman book begins with him getting captured, and they're like, oh, he's coming from a terrible... He was super diminished. He gets captured because he's very tired from something. Mm-hmm. And it alludes to something crazy happened right before that. And even though Sandman is all about jumping around time frames and showing his past, mm-hmm. they never showed that moment. And he always said... Well, the new game in the creator of the series mm-hmm. always said, I wanted to show what happened then, I, but I thought I'd save it for a miniseries down the line. And now that, this is that miniseries, finally. And it's drawn by J.H. Williams III, mm. who is one of my favorite artists working right now. He's so fucking good. He's, he was the writer and artist on Batman, Batwoman until he quit. Mm. And so, yeah, it's... Sandman is wow. like it is. Sandman technically is a horror comic if you want to classify it as any genre, sure. but it kind of transcended that. Like, so really, there's like yeah, a uh, hundred like of them out for a dollar. Comicsology is 115 Sandman comics. You should just cents. buy, just spend 115 dollars buy them. Yeah, Comicsology would make a nice little tick box that I could tap multiple comics. <laughs> that would yeah. be nice, wouldn't it? It's really great uh, to though, have to do that for over 20 issues. Jesus. Buy? Well, are you sure? <laughs> though, also, if you want to, um, I'm doing this sequentially. I think I'm sure. If you want to read Sandman in print, there's a really great uh, omnibus they just put out that's like. Super hardcover, forty-five issues of stuff, but it's also the type you guys apparently hate because it's hard to read. It's I f- get it. Physical challenge. I get it. A physical challenge. <laughs> All right. This week's question of the week. 
So there were some movie trailers. What type of slime would you want dumped on your head? Whoa! Look at Look at <laughs> There were some movie trailers this week. What are we going to do with Gak in I want... Ugh. Gak, I hated that. Uh, yeah. Movie trailers. Movie trailers, Ooh, I want the guys. Santorum. The Santorum. Oh what God. were your guys... Uh, all right, so... Uh, what is the... I'm trying to find a good way to phrase this, but just... Your favorite comic book movie trailer or the one that got you the most hyped for for what was to come? Probably uh, Sex Men Gaze of Ruptured Ass. Like, that was probably my... <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> well, I, I remember it. Stoically, I hear you. Well, I mean, do you remember being in the theater for one and going like, oh, yeah, shit. I've got I've got one that actually I wouldn't think counts, but totally does. Okay. The... Uh, original Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't remember what wow. movie that came with. Was it Wizard? <laughs> I. There was. Some that mo- seems like they would have that in common because we didn't. We the didn't Wizard know. Sounds right. In in a, wor- a pre-internet world, yeah. we didn't. Nobody knew that movie yeah. was coming, and then there was a trailer. Not unless you read Variety. Yeah. Or well, like yes. I read Variety and also Cinefantastique, and uh, I didn't. I was like eight. Yeah. I, I mean, I was re- only because- if you were reading Starlog. I suppose it would have been in yeah. there. So. Somehow I knew it was coming, but that was still definitely like you wouldn't know what trailers were coming until you went, mm-hmm. and then you'd hear word of mouth and be like, <gasps> and then I remember going to see, and it I, I still remember just watching this trailer. It's like thugs in the dark, don't know. It looks like every movie ever, don't care. Oh, and probably then, had that age <laughs> They're radical. They're it, awesome. It was pretty serious for the first part, at least, uh-huh. and then it just you see this a sigh on the ground, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of like what Raphael has. And then you see this, it's fucking three-fingered turtle hand come off camera to grab it and pull it back behind the... And I'm like, oh my god! And then the trailer starts. And this is like when I'm at peak Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. idiocy. Yeah. Where like my trash can, my sheets, my napkins, <laughs> to- toothbrush, everything I have is Ninja Turtles. And seeing that trailer, I just, my mind, I... I Cloud Nine, yes. and then also knowing that that movie actually turned out to be good. Yeah, and I watched it as an adult. It's probably been eight years since I've watched it, but the last time I watched it in college, like as a twenty-one, twenty-two year old, I was like, "This is fest. still damn good." As a little kid, when you think to yourself, like, like especially could... as a kids' movie, it's fucking awesome. As a little kid, when you see a trailer and you think, like, could this... I definitely had times where I thought, "Could this be a He-Man movie? Could this be?" A this? Oh yeah, and yeah, then to have that thought, happen. could this be a tra- a a uh, turtles movie, wow. and then the turtles show up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would lose my mind. Then. That genuine, wow, that sense of majesty is totally gone it's for totally us. Gone, I, I, I remember yeah. having that. Oh, this is the Braveheart movie. I've been. <laughs> been somebody got my, my letters. For. Nobody. Uh, shit, it's uh, Braveheart. So my favorites. Uh, well, like the the IMAX Joker preview doesn't really count. Like it was just the scene mm-hmm. of the Joker for, mm-hmm. for the, the start of Dark Knight. So, uh, instead, I'm going to go with the pre-9-11 Spider-Man uh, trailer. That was pretty cool. Go for the ultimate spin. Yeah, go for the... It was, it was just Classy. great to, like, I had been... I had known that a Spider-Man movie should have been coming for a decade. Yeah, yeah. I had been waiting since 93 when I started my love affair with Spider-Man. And here, finally, finally was the Spider-Man movie. And then this damn... <laughs> Damn terrorists had to had to go put ahead and a, knock down my Spider-Man teaser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you could still get if you can find a VHS copy of A Knight's Tale. I had a similar feeling too when uh, for the Spider-Man Two trailer because I forget what movie I saw some midnight screening of a movie 
And then here comes the last trailer of this big summer film I was waiting to see. Pirates of the Caribbean. And and it was uh, and then on screen is Kirsten Dunst and I'm like, wait, that is that oh whoa, it's Peter Parker and it's a long conversation between the it's the scene where they have a long conversation and then Doc Ock breaks through the wall. But it was like such oh, a yeah, cool yeah, yeah. build up to P- to then seeing Spider Man stuff like and it was I like those trailers you still don't see a lot of those where it starts with just like twenty seconds of uninterrupted yeah. just a scene mm-hmm. I like that yeah it, you make me whimsical for being less in touch and being able to be surprised every trailer, trailer. you hear about weeks before it even I, goes I, on if the I internet. haven't seen it beforehand I know what it is from the studio logo <laughs> that too or the, or the what do you oh, Syncope, this is the Man of Steel trailer. Yeah, gotcha. or the, the genre matching, like, okay, we're seeing a superhero movie, I know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's all those things. Damn, damn. But do you have one I just for real? Yeah, yeah. Sex Men, Gaze of Ruptured Ass. All right, well, if you have one, <laughs> Can't be answer mine. it in this week's, in this week's uh, Question of the Week in the forums on LazerTimePodcast.com. Oh, you know what? It just super fast spawned. Okay. It didn't pan out, but like... I I didn't expect a Spawn movie as a trailer. It's it was it was a super fun trailer. (laughs) Well, okay, so plugs, Uh, Laser Time, LaserTimePodcast dot com. This week, candy. We're talking about fucking candy, but but even more importantly, what did I label it? The mysterious tale of the accidental Jemima. But it's 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 werewolf Aunt Jemima. That story, I don't want to go. I've been laughing about it for like for like two straight weeks, and it involves Mike Grimm. Yeah, it was pretty great. It can't somebody, be explained. Somebody it, pointed out in the comments that he told that story on the sixth God, episode of Laser Time. God, I and, knew he did. And, and you can go back and listen to everyone react. But he's like, he was like, the, the, the reason no one may remember, everyone was super hammered. And you can tell. <laughs> oh. wow. But Grim, I, but maybe he didn't go into the same detail. But he's like, the sixth episode. But they're not numbered, so I don't mm-hmm. know what episode. It makes was. me so sad to think they're hearing us repeat ourselves a lot. <laughs> And oh, we're all and like we're thoroughly entertained. We, we built half a segment around it. Yeah, here. we did. We really did. Well, then, how about this? I'm going to delete Laser Time Episode 6. Uh, thanks to... What's his name? Who can we credit for this? I can't remember. I saw it this morning. It was a long uh, day. I'm deleting that episode, and this will now be the Werewolf Jemima episode. <laughs> Brett, do you have any... Uh, VGEmpire.com, Game Music Podcast. Rocktober. Rocktober's is over. maybe over, but... You know. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, VGEmpire.com, Rocktober's uh, completed Final Fantasy episodes. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in November. I should never date the show, but taking a couple weeks off just to get uh, my ducks in a row. And mm. also, um, I got to plug two Mega Man tribute albums that came out, Forever yeah. Lasting Peace on oh. mm25.ocremix.org. It's a fan like me and the guys at OCR, Larry, David, and Sharik all Larry David. not Larry, not Larry David. David. I do that all the time. Yeah, you guys uh, beat me too. Put together this you know, amazing tribute album for Mega Man music that celebrates the firsts of each game: Mega Man One, X One, Battle Network One, Legends One, Star Force One, Zero One, and ZX One. And then the other wow. album is called MM Twenty Five Mega Man Rocks. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, or go to something with the U something dot com. And. And look, or just something? It's just something.com. No. And look for MM24, or go to Amazon or iTunes, MM25 Mega Man Rocks. That's got new tracks from the Proto Men, new track from Mega Ran, tracks from the Megas, Bit Brigade, X Hunters. Uh, I worked I worked with these bands. I worked with all these people all year to make these things. They are awesome. They're well worth your money. 
Uh, it's a passion project of mine that I'm happy to see come to life. So if I, I could suggest you buy anything, please make it those two. Different. Those that two is things. that is really great. You put that to I gotta say, uh, yeah, congratulations. It'd be great if some game sites wrote about it. <laughs> I well, I just want to say here, Brad, congratulations. <laughs> I think you did it. I am very I, very happy with them. Every again, OC mm two five dot ocremix.org and then also the um, you can find the MM25 Mega Man Rocks on iTunes, Amazon, wherever. Cool. And most of that money goes to those artists, so awesome. do buy. Do we want to plug our November thing? Let's do it. So you probably will be a little coy about this, but you know there's a show called Shield, Agents mm-hmm. of Shield, and we have not really <laughs> talked about it, so oddly enough, on this show or Laser Time, it's because we have plans for it. Um, we are recording things for it. I don't know how coy I need to be. Basically, look out in the month of November. We will have mm. uh, some content for you, and mm. it will be our premium content. It will be our premium content. Premium content. Premium. Free with mm. donation. Oh yes. So mm. look forward to that. Yes, uh, we've listened to a lot of your feedback saying you would pay for this, you would pay for that, and we very much want to keep our shows free. We're always going to do that, but you know the idea that we could theoretically ever make money on this in a direct way and give you something and not just ask for donations, Yes, uh, that's something I very much want to investigate and uh, uh, liberate us in some fashion. So uh, more on that this month, but definitely uh, keep your keep your uh, eyes peeled um, on LazyTime Show? LazyTimePodcast.com All right, guys. Well... Uh, that's it for that. We'll land with that fun little tease. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior. Excelsior.